Good morning, everybody. My name is Richard Jonti. You're listening to RJ's Black Box, where we discuss issues affecting black folks worldwide. Um, today's topic is uh, basically how out of touch white people seem to be. That's my topic for today. And one of the reasons why I'm choosing this topic is because of all the white people coming out to make statements because of the protests and the death of um, George Floyd. One of the first person um, that I wanted to talk about was Drew Brees and uh, John Elway. Of course, Drew Brees has come out to apologize for not understanding that um, Kaepernick had started to kneel um, to raise awareness to police brutality. And uh, it's kind of disturbing to sort of like see a white man whose, I guess, co-workers are mostly African-Americans and the people that he has to trust to be successful at his job, mostly black people that, you know, black men that he works with. And he's never really sat down and had a conversation with them. So it shows the level of privilege that um, Drew Brees is a white man and somebody who cultivated an image as a pillar type guy in the community in New Orleans. And for him to be so out of touch with what's going on and the struggle of his co-workers to the point where, you know, he boldly made a statement about the flag being disrespected without having had a conversation with the people who are affected by societal issues, you know, on a daily basis. But furthermore, it was like disturbing to see this two-page statement from John Elway who had played in the NFL for so many years and with so many black teammates to see how completely out of touch I mean completely out of touch John Elway was and in addition he rose through the ranks to become president of the Denver Broncos so when you when I see things like that um, situations like that where you have a man who's completely disconnected to what's going on with the world because that's essentially what it is it seems like these white people they live in a bubble and even though they work with black people it's obvious that they don't have relationships with these people that they supposedly work so closely with and it's also obvious that they live in different world, even as millionaires. Now, we must understand this, even as millionaires, because the black dudes who work, who play in the NFL, most of these guys are millionaires, especially the top athletes. They just, you know, they may not be as rich as the uh, quarterbacks, but some of these um, DBs, some of these um, receivers, linebackers, these guys are making, you know, $10, 20000000 million a year as well. 
So you mean to tell me that these quarterbacks, these white quarterbacks anyways, have never taken the time to sort of like watch the news to understand or do they just do they all stick to Fox News? I'm trying to figure out what it is that they're so disconnected to because if you're working somewhere and a lot of your co-workers are black at some point you guys have to have conversations and surrounding the, the Kaepernick what became a controversy it means that Drew Brees never had conversations with his teammates John Elway never had conversations with his employees because essentially he's the president at uh, of that team, the Broncos, and he he had never taken the time to actually talk to the black employees and how everything in society impacts you know their lives on a daily basis. And then you have Roger Goodell, you know, all the hypocrites are coming out. I call all these people hypocrites coming out with their statements, meaning, you know, they, they basically turn a blind, blind eye. They decided to, I don't call it blackball. I, you know, I'm not trying to denigrate us. So I call it, they decided to whiteball Kaepernick without even understanding anything, you know, without talking to, to the right players or to Kaepernick. And Roger Goodell making a statement without even mentioning Kaepernick, who started this whole movement. But in addition, we also have to talk about the fact that this became controversial also because we have so many cowards. A lot of men, black men, they were cowardice. If all of them had stood with Kaepernick, we wouldn't be having this conversation and cops, the scrutiny would have been put on the cops a long time ago and maybe we could have saved a lot more lives who have been taken because I'm watching so many different videos with cops putting their knees on people's necks and so many other black people beside George Floyd who have been murdered the same way. You know, guys screaming they can't breathe it's not just George Floyd because the police departments they did not they have not released videos um of these murders because a lot of these cops they were wearing they were um wearing body cams and these videos have been kept secret by a lot of these police departments so we have tons of people who have died in the reports by the FBI talk about the, the, the amount of black people that that are die, you know, that die at the hand of police every year. It's underwhelming. There's no way that they're they're correctly reporting the deaths of black people at the hand of police. Because this year alone, it's just too many. Even during these protests, these cops cannot help themselves. And then every hypocrite, I mean, from politicians to former athletes to team president, everybody's making the wrong statement because they're so disconnected with society. And I don't know if it's, I don't know what it feels like to be privileged and white 
I have no idea. Because that's not my world. But I know the stories about white people with money. You know, it's not like it's not on the news. It's not like I can't read about it. It's not like, you know, I'm totally blinded, you know, to it. It's there. So I know about it. So I'm not understanding how these people don't know about our struggles. How do you work with 50-something guys and you're supposed to be their leader and you don't have a conversation with them? How does that happen? How were you a team president? How were you? How did you play in the league for so long, for so many years? You're a team president. Um, you had so many teammates that were black, but you never once had a conversation with them about the injustice they face in society. This is shown just so out of touch that white people are. And how whatever cocoon they live in sort of like shield them from the reality of the rest of the world. And this is sad. Not just sad. It's sad and and sort of like scary at the same time because you can't be totally unaware of society, what's going on in society. You can't, there's, there's no way. I don't care how much money you're making. You have to pick up a newspaper sometime. You have to turn on a, 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 a TV channel. Maybe they don't, they don't watch TV. I don't know. I don't know how they get their news. Maybe somebody reads the news to them. I, I, I have no idea. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, how John Elway managed to stay so disconnected and in the process also um, becoming the president of uh, of the Broncos because he had to have you know considered Kaepernick at some point um, for his team and a conversation had to be had and in addition I'm it's a lot of stuff coming out you have players in Iowa, uh, college players, complaining about how they had to sort of like conform to uh, to the white way of life on campus because nothing, they weren't allowed to be themselves. These are black men that are recruited by these freaking uh, coaches and they can't speak up about issues that affect their lives as black men. Then you had another, there's another coach in Utah um, talking about, yeah, I was able to recruit four niggers. Called many other players the N-word. And then nothing, you know, this guy is not even fired yet. I mean, he's suspended, but he's not fired. And he's done this for years. Our college students, you know, our black college students are going through a lot of shit that we don't know about. Your sons and daughters, you need to be having conversation. Never mind the fact that these guys, you know, their careers are controlled by these coaches, these racist coaches. 
Because if they don't get on the field to play or on the basketball court to play, they don't get to be seen. They don't get to display their talent. So that means they are controlled by these racists who recruit them from high school. As parents, no matter how desperate your situation is, you need to be talking to these coaches. You need to actually call up players. Try to figure out, get some numbers, you know, talk to the players that are already on the team to understand what kind of environment you're sending your children into. Because white people are too out of touch. And they're not even out of touch because, you know, because it just their privilege. They're out of touch because they choose to be. They just choose to be. They're not concerned. What they're looking for is a, is a service. That's all. I mean, we can go all the way back to slavery. During slavery, white people didn't like these races. They had slaves. They were racist, but they needed a service from the, from the slaves. So they allowed these slaves to work their fields. And that's what the, the NFL is, is sounding like. The, the NFL and, and, and college football is sounding like they need these black players to be out there in the field. And that's it. The same racist sentiments, right? still stay with them as long as these guys perform on the on the field and they bring in the money which really what slavery was about capitalism this is no different it's the same exact thing there's there's a young kid damn i i can't remember his name i'm sorry but there's a 15 year old kid being recruited by some of the top colleges in the in the country and he alluded to the fact that he might go to uh, historically, you know, HBCU, historically black college or university. And there's a big uproar about it. And it's supposed to be big news, big deal or whatever. But Charles Oakley went to a black college. He went to Virginia Union and he didn't even go to a Division One school. Virginia Union is D2. And he still managed to make it to the NBA. He was that good. So we have to sort of like talk to our children and reconsider some of the decisions we we, we sort of like force our kids to make as it relates to their careers and their path to professionalism. Because you sending your children, as uh, Dr. King would say, into the fire. Because... They going in, they going to schools. I mean, in Iowa, I don't expect the black population in Iowa to be high, no matter where you live in Iowa. Utah, same thing. So when you have a black son or black daughter that's really talented, and you sending them to these schools, you sending them to be uncomfortable uh, in a place for four years. You sending them in a place where they have to keep their mouth shut when things happen to them. You're sending them into an environment where they can't even feel comfortable enough to speak to you because they're looking at you and your situation and they want to take you out of your situation. So they swallow up all this all this stuff that they have to deal with so they can become professional. I'm being subjected to racial epithets and all, all of that, you know, 
while playing for a coach. That is not fair to your child. I'm not understanding what it is. I mean, white people are out of touch. Yeah, but black people seem to be out of touch as well. Because the end goal, I mean, now I have to sort of like look at people like LeBron, um, Scottie Pippen, um, and all these other former NBA players who have sons that are top players right now in high school. And their sons are making decisions about, you know, schools like UCLA and other top white schools that they need to attend to showcase their, their talent to the world. Whereas these guys should be encouraging their sons maybe to attend a black school because some of these black schools are struggling. They're struggling financially because they don't have the big sports program. And not only that. The black coaches at these schools will serve their kids better because their experience will be different. Ramblin' State groomed a lot of great players for the NFL. I I don't know what it is, man. We're, we're, We're backwards, man. We're sort of like... We think everything that is white is better than what we provide. We send our children to these schools. We, we, we leave our communities. We move to these white neighborhoods. And then, I mean, everything that we do is like, is attached to mental slavery. And we don't even, we're not even realizing this. We're not aware of what we're doing to our children we're not aware of what we're doing to ourselves I wasn't in a position to attend a black school because I didn't have the scholarship and I didn't have the you know the money to do so but if I did that's what I would that's why I would have gone to an HBCU and I hopefully my kids that's where they would go one day you know but if we're not supporting our own how do we expect to succeed or for them for for our businesses to succeed this is the problem that black people have with one another it's like we complain we complain about everything we complain about the way they treat us we complain about you know everything but we don't do anything to change our situation we run away from who we are We run away from supporting each other. We run away from building one another up. We're going to have to change that because folks, I mean, right now, folks are really showing their true colors. A lot of publicists right now are making a lot of money because they're writing statements. They're writing all these public statements for these uh, whatever, these stars, these these. Um, presidents of of, of, uh, companies of the NFL or wherever and these people are taking his statements that are written on their behalf and making them personal we know these words did not come from them and it's sad because the disconnection is too obvious 
and we have to blame like we have to sort of like hold the athletes or the former athletes professional athletes to the fire too because they know what they went through they know what some of these coaches were doing they know the the control they exert over them even though they were talented you can't you could not have gone to a white school for four years and played professional sports for another 10, 15 years and turn around and send your children to, to, to go experience the same, you know, almost the same things that you went through. You have to think about, you know, enriching your own people, your own community. Because the people that work with your kids, they're very out of touch. The people that work with you. I mean, I see Shannon Sharp. I watch Shannon Sharp sometimes on Fox, you know, sitting across uh, Skip Bayless, who can't really help himself. You know, he can't help his whatever races because Skip Bayless is as open minded as he wants to be. You know, he's a whitewashed dude anyways. Uh, very, you know, very racist. But I understand Shannon has to earn a living, so he has to work with them. And Shannon played for the Denver Broncos. For John Elway to come out and make that statement, you know, write that two-page statement, how disconnected he was, how unaware he was about everything. I mean, what kind of conversations were these guys having? Because Shannon seems like a woke dude. So that means, and he was a top player in the NFL. So they never discuss when these guys go out to dinner. It was all about the games all the time. They never discuss social issues. I mean, why do you have, why do you call these guys friends? Somebody's calling you on the phone. You don't talk about the situations that you face and that inf- try to use their influence to change the situation for you. I mean, Drew Brees, like I said, I mean, all his uh, teammates came out. On social media to call them out. So, what kind of relationship do these guys have personally? They're just co workers. If they can't pick up the phone, Drew Brees couldn't pick up the phone, or Kamala, ha- um, what's his name? Um, some of the, I-, I haven't watched football in a while, but some of the players that play for New Orleans, they couldn't pick up the phone and call Drew. We had to get to this point, but then again, when we look, we look at black people in general, black people don't really have interaction with white folks and white folks don't have interaction with black people. Even when, when they migrate to the suburbs, yeah, the white people see you there. Some of them may not be happy about you being in in that, in that neighborhood, that community. I don't know why we find it so difficult, so hard to build our own. I don't know why we find it like the task to be overwhelming, to change and make things better for us in our own community. Because white, white supremacy, the systemic racism is there to sort of like destroy destroy us that 
that that's the truth i don't know how else to say it but this is what's happened to us you know we build something they come in and they tear it down but following after them trying to infiltrate them is also not a good thing for us because what we're doing is neglecting ourselves in every way we're neglecting black businesses we're neglecting black colleges and universities we're neglecting the black community we're doing all the things to leave ourselves behind that's not a good thing we have we have to start embracing who we are because no matter what we do these people are not going to be in touch with what we're trying to do we have to be in touch with you know ourselves man i i'm sort of like conflicted i'm conflicted about a lot of stuff i'm conflicted about just everything that's going on with black folks and white folks a lot of white people are waking up though they understand and they're reaching out even john elway despite the fact that i found his statement to be more cynical than anything i guess that was his way of reaching out roger goodell making that stupid statement you know that's his way of of basically putting a white stamp of approval on kaepernick's um movement or the Kaepernick you know they destroyed this man took away his career but now he's validated everyone wants to embrace what he stood for but nobody wants to mention his name because at the core of it white people are still out of touch they don't want to acknowledge Kaepernick John Elway, Goodell, all of them. And we still haven't heard any statements from these uh from the slave masters themselves, the owners in the, of the NFL. None of them have not one has spoken yet. And no credit has been given to Kaepernick for trying to create a peaceful movement. So they're still out of touch. with what's going on because at the end of the day white supremacy still needs to reign supreme to them and that's the sad part of it all well today's monday i hope y'all have a good week take care of yourself and your family and your health until next time